You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to Guys Who Like Musicals. Uh, this is Joe coming to you. Dan is currently in Rhode Island with his family. We recorded our entire episode this morning. This is Thursday, March 12th. We recorded it this morning, and so much has changed since we even recorded this thing this morning. Broadway is canceled until April 12th, one month, no shows, no off-Broadway, no Broadway. Um, check out um, all of the – there's so much that has been going around in the news right now um, with the coronavirus and how it's affecting New York and the Broadway community. We get into it a little bit, but I just wanted to let you know um, because when we recorded this episode, Broadway was open, and now Broadway is canceled. So here's the episode that we recorded before we found out that Broadway was canceled. An actor is saying his lines, and then out of nowhere, he just starts singing. Five, six, seven, eight. Welcome, Ben. Welcome, the guys. Sorry, that was just a joke. Welcome to Guys Who Like Musicals. <laughs> Welcome to Guys Who Like Musicals. Uh, Broadway is still open. As Broadway of, is open. Uh, March, March 12th. Uh, at but about even noon, Guys Who Like Musicals is being recorded remotely. Yes, we're, be, we're recording remotely uh, because New York is, uh, we are currently living in the movie contagion. Um, you know what this is a sick opportunity for? Someone who has like a pretty legit video company to go in and record Broadway shows and play them on live streams. I wish I knew somebody who could do that. <laughs> <laughs> you but seriously though, I saw, yeah. I saw a tweet from Mark Duplass that was interesting because South by Southwest was canceled. Yeah. And he said, it would be really cool if one of the streamers did a temporary you know, uh, subscription model for South by Southwest films so that people could go and watch them and they could still get the exposure they need and then handle like rights and options from that. So they're trying yeah. to like find it, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I think that they're actually still gonna play all of the March Madness games just without any spectators. Yeah. And they'll still be televised. So I wonder Crazy. if there's, this is the moment where Broadway starts to finally understand that there may be some value in like live broadcast production. 
Yeah, I think it's real. What yeah. a week. What a week. What uh, is happening? Well, there's a global pandemic. There is now a global pandemic, and I would like to call attention to the day uh, when we first discussed such global pandemic. And uh, we had different varying degrees of belief in whether or not this was going to get as bad as it has. Yeah. Yeah. Did we not? Yeah, I think I think we did. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm just going to sit here and say that, uh, Dan, you're, you're right. You were, you're right. Here's the uh, thing. Here's the thing. I wasn't necessarily right. I think what's happening is that, you know, and obviously you shouldn't be taking medical advice from guys who like musicals. Let's just say that. <laughs> it does appear as though what's happening is that we need to stop the spread of this as quickly right. as possible. And right. therefore limiting your contact in large groups of people is the fastest way for us to slow the spread of this down. And that way we can make sure that the hospitals can continue to care for sick patients and not get overwhelmed by people who are going to need help from something like this. Right. Right. That seems right. to be what's going so, on. So should I get on the subway? Well, last night I told you not to come here to my apartment to get know. on the subway. And you said, well, I have to take the subway anyway. I hope that you are reconsidering that today. I hope you and Alex what? are considering your options of limiting your contact with the outside world. It's just wild when like that, like the way that, you know, they say limit your contact with the outside world and, and we live around 9 million people. You know? Right. Um, and yeah. It's, I mean, it's like, and, it's like you can't just Julie get in your car. Julie lives across the street you know? from Port Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can't and, just get uh, in your car and not contact people. You, yeah, exactly. Like, like my sister and, and her, her fiance are told to stay home from work. I know that, that Julie is staying home from work. Um, but uh, they were told to stay home from work and they're like, we're going to go up to the cabin in the woods. They're like, we're going up to Northern Michigan. Exactly. We're gonna, like, and I'm like, oh, that's great because I live, I live around 9 million people and like, guess we're just going to wait it out. Yeah. I mean, I guess, uh, cause I know you guys went on vacation last weekend. You probably should have just gone home and just stayed there. I know. I know. But you know what else but, is hilarious? And I know well, that, I know that cause we were texting about this. Um, we still got auditions, bro. <laughs> I know, man. Also, uh, <laughs> never has it been more appropriate that I just put out a guide to how to make self tapes because <laughs> truly, <laughs> that truly, could hey, very important to people very soon. It's going to. It it already is. You um, if you haven't seen Dan's video about uh, how to make self tapes, uh, you gotta you gotta check that out because it's gonna be extremely important. I think <laughs> it could become the actual crux of our industry. Yeah, um, but we we decided as, here, guys who like musicals, that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep it going. We're gonna uh, have uh, what, what did we say? We're gonna do like podcast musicals. We're just gonna like get people on here and record. Some I think stuff and, honestly, I think we should start doing we if if this actually if there actually is a Broadway shutdown, I think we need to do a you know staged reading recording radio style like we used to do, and get people on a Zoom recording and do staged readings because. This is kind of uncharted territory. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm totally into that. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, anyway, uh, what can people escape the scariness with this week, Joe? We're talking to Ryan Redmond. Uh, we're we're closing out um, both of our our collective interviews when Dan was in D.C. and I was uh, finishing up with Frozen. 
uh, Ryan Redmond, uh, I sat down with her. Um, while actually she's back in Frozen now, she plays Olaf in Frozen. She's the first female Olaf. And um, we came into the show together and we sat down actually when she was on medical leave, she had a, a stress fracture in her foot from the show. Um, and so she was actually out of the show for the last, um, basically the last 10 weeks, I think it was that I was there, but she's back wow. in now. Um, but it was really fun. We get to sit down and, and I talk to her about, uh, about her career and, um, uh, you know, we get to talking about Frozen. We obviously, I said we went in together, uh, but she was, um, she's done a million things. And uh, she, including um, Bring It On, which uh, mm -hmm. I remember seeing, uh, that was also at St. James. Uh, kind of the world sort of um, got to know her uh, through that. Um, she did um, uh, the Jimmy Buffett show, Dan. It is oh, I forgot she was in that. Escape to Margaritaville. Um, yeah. She was in, she was in If Then. Um, she right. is, uh, yeah, man, she just, she keeps go She just works like a, like a maniac. She and, works like um, a maniac and she's super sweet. Super sweet. Um, and, um, it was, you know, we got into a little bit of the injury stuff. This is something that yep. I think is so taboo. Uh, unfortunately yeah. people don't want to talk about their injuries when they get hurt on right. shows. Um, and so she, um, so we, we talk about that a little bit, but then we just talk about like her coming up through the ranks as a singer. I mean, she has one of the voices of our kind of our generation. I mean, I know that that sounds For dramatic, sure. but like she, her oh, voice yeah. is unreal. She's so funny. She's so talented. Um, and I'm so she's glad kind of she's like back healthy again. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, back absolutely. Um, and she's paving her own lane, you know, playing the first female Olaf, just creating opportunities for herself that haven't, existed before which is just so inspiring to to watch yeah truly truly um and uh and also like uh we we got to talking a little bit about during this this pocket of time when i interviewed her she was juggling like what seems like six different offers for for a million different like readings and and out-of-town tryouts and stuff like she's just one of the most kind of booked up people uh in the city um, and so wow. we get into some of that and then there was some of the stuff that you can't really talk about, but one of the things, um, that she did post on Instagram. So I assume that we can talk about it, uh, was <laughs> she did the reading of, uh, of a new show, uh, based on the movie Muriel's wedding, uh, which, oh, is, a right, very, yeah. which is a very, very cool, um, uh, very cool new prod, uh, project, um, uh, that is produced. That has eyes on Broadway, right? Yeah. Eyes on Broadway. It has, uh, uh, same producers as Moulin Rouge. Um, right. and King Kong. And so that, that's coming. She played the lead in that and she was super stoked about oh, that. Cool. And, uh, and that just finished up the other week. Um, but yeah, so she's the best. She, she, uh, she grew up with Noah Ricketts. And so we, um, okay. we get to talking about her. She's, she's really good friends with Noah. And so it's fun for all of us to kind of take over at the same time last year. So, yeah. That's um, amazing. Yeah. And this is a great one. This is a really great, uh, it's really fun. It has absolutely nothing to do with the coronavirus. Um, Excellent. We love an escape. <laughs> we love an escape. And so uh, next week we may not be talking to anybody, but maybe Dan and I will put on like a two person Skype uh, version of, of uh, like, you know, you know, city of angels. We've been talking about it for the Dude. last uh, <laughs> Yeah, talking about it for the last six weeks. So. Maybe we can do uh, that production of Floyd Collins we've always talked about. Yeah, we'll just do the riddle song and uh, do the riddle and, song, or we'll do uh, <laughs> what's that other show with Pat Wilson and Gavin Creel? 
Oh, um, uh, Bright Lights, Big City? Bright or, uh, Lights, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, right. we'll just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you can bring your guitar. Or we yeah. can do it like this and see how it syncs up. Well, perfectly, because we're, we're recording this over Zoom, even though we're in the same city, because we're, we're you know, we scared. Don't wanna, yeah, we, because we're a little scared, man. It's not, this is, this is some real stuff. And, you know, everybody wash your hands and. Yeah, um, take care of yourself you know. and check on the, your, uh, check on the elderly and make sure that everyone's okay. Check in on people you care about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so Ryan Redmond, here you go. No coronavirus. Uh, everybody stay safe. We'll talk to you next week. Here's Ryan. Sam, probably getting gorgeously tanned in summer. I'll finally see a summer breeze blow away a winter storm and find out what happens to solid water when it gets And it just goes, and we just, and we just talk. Chris is just sitting in your living room we having are. a conversation. Having a midtown convo. Midtown convo. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. Yeah. How are you, Jim? I'm good. Thank you for talking to me. You're welcome. Um, How much are you going to miss me? I mean, on a scale of one to a hundred, probably like a 75. 75. <laughs> no, that's, I'm going to miss you so much. That's a lot. No, it's... How much do you have left? Uh, What is today? Friday, a week from Sunday. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, that's it. We're out of here a week from Sunday. Oh. So as of recording this, we're recording this on on a Thursday. So. Oh my gosh. I can't yeah. believe I can't do the last show. With I know. You. And then this is, and we can you know, totally cut around this if you don't want to talk about it, but the injury, how the injury, no, we can like we've, talk about it. Well, we've talked to a lot of people, just a few people who I think injuries have such a weird stigma in mm -hmm. our industry about like what you can't do or like, Oh my gosh, like I've, I have a herniated disc in my back and a torn rotator cuff. And, mm -hmm. and I remember trying to relate to, we had a guest a while ago who I was trying to be like, you know, Broadway's hard. Right. Yeah. And this person was like, I don't really want to talk about that because there's this stigma that if somebody listens to it, they're going to be like, Oh, I'm injured. And therefore I can't, I can't do my job. I can't dance. Or somebody's going to not ask me to do something because right. they know about this injury. And I was like, that is such a bummer. Yeah. That you know, because like, is a bummer. we're all banged up and we're all trying to do the best we can with what we're given, but you have a stress fracture from playing yeah. a snowman. <laughs> it's just like yeah, crazy. And, and my orthopedic, um, foot doctor, Oh, Dr. A, Weiss, a, a, Doctor a, a, to the Stars. Oh, doc, he, he, yes. is, he is my shoulder and back doctor yes, as well. Yes, um, He, when I got this stress fracture, he was like, this is an injury that marathon runners get. And I was like, right. oh, funny. Yeah. Eight shows a week is kind of like a marathon. Uh, it's so a marathon. It's yeah. 100% a marathon. Yeah, but it was, it was a combination of just, you know, exactly what stress fracture sounds like, just yeah. stress to a certain area. And totally. I carry a toddler on my feet <laughs> <laughs> and I was, you know, 10 months into our run and frozen yeah. and it just got me. But, um, yeah, totally. I had three months off of the show. I'm two and a half months into that. Wow. So it was over the holidays. It was really nice to get to go home and see my family and yeah. do normal people. Things. A little blessing in disguise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, cause that, you know, I imagine, and we were talking about a little bit before we turned the mics on that, that I imagine there was a little bit of, or, or a lot of sitting around in your apartment, like pining out. You have a beautiful midtown apartment that oh, you look, you look out the window and see the bright lights of Broadway kind of. Right. So that wonder if you're like, you know, luckily you got to go home and enjoy it because I imagine you could sit here and be like, but my friends are on Broadway. Yeah. No, well, I think when I got the initial call from Dr. Weiss, I, yeah. I was, I was expecting, you know, like four or six weeks sure. in a boot yeah. and I'd be good. Right. But then he was like, let's do three months. And Ouch. I was like, Ooh, okay. 
Yeah. Not what I imagined, but Three months. Um, yeah. I think you know, and and always, I think with these things, we have to overestimate how long it's going to take because yeah, you know, that's how it works on the Broadway. They want to make sure that you're fully healed and mm-hmm. you know you get the time that you need and you don't come back too early. So I'm grateful for that time. Uh, but I definitely was a little stir crazy at some point. So totally. I, like we said, it was over the holidays. I got to go home and travel nice. a bunch, visit my boyfriend in Houston, yeah. you know, all these yeah, those things. are the good things. I actually thought, I mean, this is not it's too Debbie Downery, but I actually thought that like when you went into the show, I was like, if Ryan's going to get injured, it's going to be the, like your, your puppet hand. I thought that like, right. you know, that it was going to be like, you were going to have like tendinitis in your right, right hand well, for making the, wood, yeah, no, no, yeah, well, happen. that's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen at all. Um, no. but like I did one, I did Avenue Q, uh, oh, right yeah. out of college at a regional theater for like a month, like three weeks of performances. And my right hand was just like, you yeah. know, my whole right forearm was, was in pain. So, I mean, how did you keep, I know you were in PT and like, you know, yeah. going to the gym constantly, but I mean, that was, how did you keep yourself well until you then didn't? You're right. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, like you said, physical therapy twice a week was, is, was, and is great. Yeah. Um, and just knowing when I need to rest it and mm-hmm. ice it and just yeah. being pretty maniacal about, um, yeah, just icing and resting, but yeah, totally. for the most part, and you were doing wasn't... all the right things. That's the other thing. Like I just remember you were you were constantly what what I call like the good behavior. You know, like you were going to the gym, you're going to the right. physical therapy, you're doing everything that you possibly could, and still you get a you get a stress fracture, and you're yeah. So anyway, and and you're not in a boot right now. I'm as not. I sit in your I living have room. Two regular shoes on. You got two regular <laughs> shoes. On, two so. regular shoes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you foresee it being that physically demanding when you like went in where you're like I I can see that this is going to be. Uh yeah, I did for yeah. sure, especially just based on my audition. Totally. Uh, you know, I, I, they, they had a rehearsal puppet at that point that was pretty basic in terms of what the actual show puppet is. Sure. Um, and so that kind of scared the bejesus out of me, um, because yeah. it, it wasn't built for me. It was built for Greg Hildreth, yeah. who is like a five foot, you know, <laughs> 11, I don't know how tall yeah, he is, five yeah, foot 11 yeah. man. He's a tall man. And, yeah. um, I'm five foot four and in all my glory. So, um, <laughs> But I was kind of like the guinea pig for the process because I was the first replacement. So they had never um, dealt with anyone else, you know, dealing with the puppet other than understudies uh, in the show. But yeah. That's kind of an excellent, sometimes we, we like, we work backwards or we move forwards, like in your life and career and all of these things. And so that's kind of a great segue to like moving backwards. Like, so from where you are, what was that? I, I want to hear about the audition process. Cause I bet that was a pretty, like you get an appointment for frozen, the musical and you're like, I'm going in for Olaf. Like right. I'm going for the Snowman. What what the hell's that about? So I bet that was interesting. I want to talk about that, but what was the, the process of like creating your puppet? Did you like work with, like Liz and the people at, you know, the puppet designers and Lorenzo do, who designed some of the puppets and stuff. Did you like say, Hey, I need this. I need that. Or like, how did yeah, that Well, it was an interesting go? dynamic of, of figuring out what, um, was hurting in a bad way and what was right. just going to be muscle that I needed to build up totally. to, uh, create stamina for the puppet. So that was an interesting thing, but Lorenzo and Liz, uh, Lorenzo, our wonderful fight everything yeah. Yeah, coordinator. He's, he, he, he like, he's does like does the everything. everything. Yeah. 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 Puppet, Jack, yeah. Fight, uh, just all around yeah. clown. Um, and Liz, my, puppet dresser. Uh, yeah, they, we just had to work together with PT and figure out, um, 
what would be best for me. I didn't get a new puppet. I was still working on Greg's puppet, but just certain elements changed, like the hand insert inside the head and the size of my J-bar, which is something that connects my body to Olaf's body. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously different shoes that fit me. Um, But yeah, it was just a combination of figuring that out and then working from there in terms of finding my version of the character. Yeah. Um, because like you said, when I got the appointment, I thought it was a mistake because <laughs> it <laughs> like still min- said yeah. baritone. He it was using male pronouns. Right. And I was like, I talked to my agents. I was like, I think you guys made a mistake. I think you sent me the wrong appointment. Yeah. Um, and they're like, no, they, uh, they asked for you. And um, I testament to Rachel Hoffman at Telsey. Who, she listens to our show sometimes. Uh, she does? Yeah. Hey, Rach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's cast three out of my four Broadway shows. God love her. Uh, yep. God love her. And she ca- yeah. she was keeping the Carol slash Fink uh, household employed for oh, the, yeah. the last year. She had come I from know. away and, and Frozen. So, the most loyal. Yeah, we owe her yeah. a lot. For sure. <laughs> um, we love the Hofster. Um, but yeah, I think she, uh, I think she kind of pushed for it and yeah. Adrian, the um, resident director, or sorry, the associate director. Um, I think they, they had all decided that they wanted to, you know, get some lady business up in there. That's and super cool. Yeah. And so I, it was kind of nice because it was So like, did you get that, a, did you get that appointment and then call your agent back and be like, I'm sorry, this is, this is a mistake. Yeah. 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 And then they <laughs> and were like, like, no, no, nope, no, this is the real deal. Yeah. It's happening. Huh. And I was like, okay. Um, but it was kind of nice that he was normally played by a man because that just really prevented me from falling into any sort of, you know, cookie cutter version of a well-oiled machine that Frozen was at that point. Totally. Totally. And, um, yeah, I just kind of got to create my own version. And I, when I initially auditioned, um, my first two auditions were without a puppet, obviously, because I was not a puppeteer. So I got to sort of figure out what Olaf was inside my own body before I, you know, infused him into the puppet. That's really cool. Yeah. So did you just like, so what did you have to do a couple scenes and in summer? I yeah. remember hearing you sing in summer. I was standing <laughs> outside of the room because we auditioned at the same time. And yeah. I was like, wait a minute, who is wailing on in summer? Well, okay. So then, so then you walked out of the room, but then did you do a couple scenes too? Yeah, I did the scene into in summer and then okay. the song of in summer, but that that's all I auditioned with. Really? It was just the scene and song. Cause I mean, that's, I mean, that's the bulk it. of yeah. his, yeah. you know, he, he's got a few, little ditties in the second act, but that's the, you see what you need to see in those two things totally. when you're auditioning for Olaf. Um, but I, I'm curious, I wonder what version you heard because there was a, a time when we were figuring out what key, <laughs> key I wanted to do it right, in. Right. And I think originally the one that they sent me was so high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I made it work, but like the end was sort of very operatic. And oh my like, gosh. I remember, I remember an incredibly high note. <laughs> Um, but also like the end of that song is very high anyway. Yeah. It's high for a guy. It's high for guys. But so, so it was just really, but it was clearly like someone is belting. There is a female beltress (laughs) in there screaming for the heavens. And, and it was like, of course, like then you came walking out of the room and I was like, oh my God, of course. Like, cause you sing the piss out of that and anything (laughs) that you do. And so it was like, of course, like why, why can't, the snowman be a snow woman, you right. know, and, and why can't somebody with a voice like yours just go to town and let it rip, yeah, you know, thanks, on like one Joe. of the most fun songs in the show, you know? Yeah. It's, it's definitely, you get shot out of a cannon, but yeah. it's, it's nice to feel the audience, like see Olaf for the first time. Totally. In that moment. And 
because totally. he's so beloved in the movie. So it's fun yeah. to, it's to gotta be, we have, that. We have very different experiences yeah, as far as the way sure. that people think about our characters. As far as, uh, you know, you get entrance applause <laughs> and I get booed at my curtain call. Oh so it's really, it's you we poor, have a very different Hansi. experience. But I certainly, I don't have to, I don't have a toddler strapped to me. Uh, <laughs> so like, you know, well, pros and cons. Yeah. Of, of, is this uh, the first villain you've played? This is the first villain on stage I've played. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very, it's very fun. It was fun in that audition actually, because like as actors, you know, we're always trying to find like, oh, there's some humanity or some like what, you know, what's his motivation for going, you know, turning at the end or, you know, I was trying, you know, do we know that he's evil in act one or like all of these fun sort of like Disney trivia questions. And Michael Grandage was like, I think I was discovering that that I was going to flip at the end and be the bad guy in the scene because I had to do that scene in my audition and Grandage was like no no he's just just go full Disney villain just full bad guy and I was like okay yeah. like it was like sure. just it was just really fun and I go through the line and the little kids are like you know ask for the autograph and they're terrified they're like they don't get it they can't separate oh you know, really yeah I like wondered from what Hans you like. know you know, why were you so mean to Anna? Why were you so mean to Elsa? Like, you know, you're yeah. not a very nice guy. Like these things from these little four or five year olds in the, in the, I know. In the thank line. God for our security team. He's yeah. like, he's actually he's, really he's nice. nice. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. That's very fun. Um, so I want to, I'm just getting, okay, this, one of the most fun things for me about this little, what I'm calling the frozen blitz, which is just me like getting to talk to, to you guys before I leave is to just fawn over you a little bit with a microphone in front of you, because then you can't like go in the other room or, and like avoid it. Oh, God. Right. So I can kind of like do that and you're stuck, oh, you know, God. I guess, I, I guess can, you could, I can hit you could, stop yeah, 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 the stop record button <laughs> is right in front of you. So you that could, would be mean, though. but I just, I think that there's so much that I love about you and I have, I have since I saw you and bring it on, uh, I was sat in the third row. Uh, mm-hmm. for bring it on close very, uh, close very close and i you have a voice of our generation that i think is just oh, incendiary stop. and i i think that people you know in 10 15 years and especially as people come up through the college system and the high school system listen to you and say i want to sing like her Aww. and i remember the first time i heard you and being like this voice i want to sing me the phone book and i i love every time that you open your mouth and i think that that people that the people who come see frozen don't realize how good they they have it every night because <laughs> that version is ju- of in summer is just amazing and i think you're amazing oh, thank and you. i i wonder as you as, as a singer and as a vocalist like have you always have you always had the pipes? And that's, I mean, it's weird to be like, you know, you, you know, you don't have to be full modest, but like, have <laughs> no. you, have you always sung and have you always just. No, no, I mean, I actually started pretty late in life compared to, you know, kids these days. <laughs> um, but I think I just grew up with, I, there was always music playing in my household. Yeah. Like Whitney, Mariah, Celine. Um, Whose music was that? Like, was that your music? Or my like, mom. Like, mom. Yeah, yeah, my yeah, mom. Yeah, yeah, Just, you know, we were a very musical household. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I didn't start performing till later on, like, freshman, eighth grade, freshman year. Okay. And in eighth grade, I auditioned for Annie and thought a- I was... Annie was my first show, too. Really? When I was in the third grade. What, I was a newsboy. What boy. did you play? A newsboy? <laughs> a newsboy. Extra, extra read all about it. Do you know what I played? <sighs> you don't have to know because no. it's hysterical. Well, I, like... This is the first musical I was ever going to do. And I 
tried to copy Andrea McArdle mm-hmm. um, on the album and oh. I went in and I sang maybe and I was like, oh, I got this. <laughs> like, I got this. <laughs> and Castless came out and I was Mr. Bundles. Oh my God. Yep. Oh my God. It was foreshadowing. And what, what age were the people around you? Like, was this, this like was, a middle school production, yeah, middle school. high school production? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause that's what I was trying to figure out. Like if you were the oldest or the youngest. Old, the, then, the eighth grade. So yeah. older. Older. Mr. Bundles. Mr. Bundles. Wow. wow. And I milked my three lines. <laughs> Gosh. As, as you can imagine. Yeah. And, you, um, and he got the bug. And I nailed it. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to yeah, find all these videos. Like I love talking to people about like oh the shows gosh. they did when they were my in middle school, definitely high school. Has like, it it's got to like be VHS. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's rich. <laughs> yeah. But looking back now, like the girl who got Annie, like definitely deserved to get Annie. She's <laughs> such a good singer. Nice. Um, you know, have you heard of the, I'm sure at Michigan, you've heard of it, the SLS technique, like mm-hmm. speech yeah. level singing. Yes. She was doing that probably from the womb. Cool. Um, no, she was fantastic. Her uh, name is Chelsea. I think she's a voice teacher now. Rightfully so. Cool. Um, but uh, yeah. And then high school, I just had a fantastic musical theater director. That's who awesome. Let a, we did two to three musicals a year. Um, so I just got to wow, dabble. That's in. rare. Yeah. We just did crazy. one. Yeah. yeah we, it's crazy. And we did cool stuff like great American trailer park musical and the Spitfire Whoa. grill and, Whoa. and, um, Whoa. little women and, um, what else did we do? And in little the, shop. And, and you're from Atlanta, outside yeah. of Atlanta. Like, like that seems a little racy, ATL. like a little racy for country ATL, uh, right? Trailer, trailer park. park oh, we had definitely changed like, okay. Yeah. Instead of like badass Betty, yeah. it was like big bad Betty from high with 301. Okay, like, cool. You All know, right. That great. Change the cursing. Great, great, but there great. is still a stripper in it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Looking back, but, <laughs> there was a stripper in the yeah, Great American Pippi. Trailer Park musical. Yeah. Yeah. But hey. Wow. That's that's so cool. To, Why? What was his background then? Because I mean, if, if he's doing three musicals a year, like was this yeah. guy like just... He was a performer himself. He, he played Tevya in... I believe the Fiddler tour back in the day. Mm, got it. Um, but let's see. He's probably in his mid fifties to late fifties right now. So yeah, that was probably fifteen years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But just like a real, real proponent just, of just, musicals yeah, and the arts and the very, whole thing. Yeah. Like he played piano himself, and um, that's super cool. Yeah. Those people are so crazy valuable. Like I in high yeah. school, there was a guy who owned the local dance store uh, who would choreograph some musicals um, in the community theater. Who was on the chorus line national tour, and yeah. then we did chorus line at that theater, and he taught all the original choreography because he just he happened to he still know it. It's it. like, where am I without that guy? Right. You know, like those people. It's like those people who just go back home and are yeah, yeah. so content and happy with developing yeah. next generation of yeah. musical theater. Exactly. It's fantastic. And that's really really great. Yeah. I I just love that. And so shout out to Mr. Gray. Yeah. And so you never like not a lot of voice lessons and stuff or any of that. Um, like, I mean, I, singing, I, we have so many kids in the family like that. That how many kids? How many brothers does she have? Well, it's it's complicated. My it's I have lots of step and half, yeah. but in my formative years, it was six kids in the house. Wow! So, um, I, I took some voice lessons here and there, but not a ton. Mostly just because didn't have we didn't have time. Right. Like like I said, we're doing two to three musicals, so it was yeah. either um at school and or six in kids rehearsal. in the house. Like and, Alex talks about it being in a house of four. Like right. you just you got to pick a thing because right. you can't pick a dozen things because there's just not enough parents right. and, and help no to time. drive people yeah. around. Yeah. Um but uh yeah so I 
didn't have a ton of voice lessons, but yeah, just like I said, cultivated with Mr. Gray. I always had a lot of power. Like I was always very loud. Yeah. (laughs) Like I was the girl who like a mic broke in, in high school and they were like, Ryan, can you just can you give Susie your microphone? Oh my God. Like I didn't need one in the give high school. Give Susie your yeah, microphone? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so I'd, mine would be the first to go <laughs> right. because I could just wail just, over the top of Just wail to the heavens. Band, or I say band, but it was a, you know, a track. Totally. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I just, so I was always that, loud, but yeah. I definitely, I think I, I wasn't born with like, but then when did you, when did you, when did you shape the musicality? When did that start to happen Um, for you? I think in college at NYU, uh, I learned what it was like to like have dynamics in a song. Totally. Uh, my, my teacher in high school tried to get that to happen, I think, but I just, I, I couldn't understand, you know, anatomically how to mix. I do in quotes. Sure. Sure. I just knew how to, make a sound. I didn't quite know yet the dynamics of, you know, maneuvering what you need to maneuver to create those different sounds. Or even like on a stage where there's no monitor system, you know, like a lot of people don't realize that on a Broadway stage, there's basically no sound coming back at you except for the band. Right. So you have to figure out like how to mix yourself almost Mm -hmm. so that you can hear yourself, but that you know that the tone coming out of your mouth is a good tone, right. not just a loud tone or right. a soft tone or whatever, because it's not coming back at you. Right. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it but, does. But to us, it's like, you can't just be loud. Right. You have to mm. kind of self-monitor. Yeah. Like what is, you have to feel what a good yeah, sound Yeah, you have to is. know what it feels yeah. like in your body for sure. Right. Or else you're just going to blow yourself right. out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love this. So we kind of were jumping back and then we're going through NYU. Yeah. How was NYU? Cause that it used to be cap 21 mm-hmm. and that's what you did when you were there. Yeah, I um, did cap 21. I loved every minute of it. Um, I just kind of dove into everything NYU had to offer. I was an RA and an admissions ambassador oh and I did this thing called the reality show every summer where, uh, like a group of 20 of us students, with Liz Suedos, who rest in peace is now, um, no longer with us, but just an icon in terms of, um, just crazy kooky theater. But she, um, was the director of this thing called the reality show. And we get paid over the summer to stay in New York. Tough, awesome. tough yeah, gig. Yeah. Tough gig. Um, live down and, by Washington square park. Right, probably live, like yeah, not live a big in the deal. dorms yep. and, um, every day, right a brand new musical to present to the incoming freshmen at NYU, which is 6,000. So we get to, we performed at Madison square garden. We performed at radio city. We performed at the beacon. Wow. Uh, Yeah. That's the three places I did the reality show, which is Looney Tunes. Oh my God. And it's hysterical, just like completely written by us for the freshmen and everything. We touched on everything from, um, from being, scared to move to New York to right. safe sex to, um, suicidal thoughts and yeah. mental health and just every single thing. And like wow. looking both ways before crossing a New York street, just like literally everything you need to know totally in a 65 minute show. Wow. Um, and it was like the highlight of my career Wow. in my career in, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. NYU. But, um, yeah, I just kind of did everything and I had never been to New York when I got accepted to NYU. I just knew for some reason that I wanted to go there. To just be in New York. Did yeah. you audition a bunch of places? Um, I 
auditioned at um where else did i auditioned well i had a few, i did a few georgia schools because i i just really had no idea of the musical theater audition process i yeah. just I, it was a one-track mind to nyu um i auditioned i definitely auditioned at michigan but the piano part could, did you oh, yeah, audition yeah, when you had to play the <laughs> yeah, piano you have to play the piano yeah uh, that yeah scared the hell out of me yeah yeah um yeah that's very scary because that's one of those things that like you realize once you're you're there that like it doesn't matter. Right. The piano part doesn't matter. Yeah. They're li- it's literally just a placement exam that they're getting out of the way early. Yeah. So like if you don't play a lick of piano, you can still go to school there. But still like it's when you're going through the process, scary. you're like, but like people sitting outside the the one like I can't, I can't play the I piano. Know. I can't play the piano. And that was like, I think they've gotten a little better about making it very clear that like, Hey, if you don't play the piano, that's totally fine. All we're doing here is, you know, it's like taking a, like oh. a, like a math placement test. Okay. I don't, you know, I don't think they get, I got that information then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so at the, <laughs> Michigan, terrifying. I auditioned at, um, uh, what's it called? Emerson. Mm. Um, but yeah, not yeah, so really you kinda, but you knew, NYU. Like NYU was a bit of like your your one track mind, but it, it did sound like there wa- there wasn't a lot of people coming through your high school that were auditioning in musical theater programs and Mm-mm. stuff, acting programs. So you kind of had to like forge your own. Yeah. Where do we go? And- yeah, we and we had this thing called Georgia Thespian Conference. Did you ever? Mm-hmm. Do you ever have Thespian Conference? No, I, we like- actually missed a lot of that in Michigan. There was like forensics and debate. Yeah. And there was a one act festival where like people oh, yeah. would go we and do like one too. act plays. Yeah. But um, you know, like. There was no Jimmy Awards. There yeah, was no like, was like, you right know, like that sort of stuff too. in, at least in my high school when I was coming through. Yeah. But we had, yeah, we had that thespian conference where colleges would come and you could audition there. So that was pretty much the bulk of what I knew about the audition process. But even that was, and I, uh, I got in at a uh, university of Oklahoma, which I, cool. I would have gone to if I didn't go to NYU. Got I it. actually went and toured their campus and fell in love with it and was like, I can definitely see myself here. Yeah. Um, and it's such a small program. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, they were kind of like, kind of like, please come, please come. Yeah. And that was very enticing, That's obviously, cool. as an yeah. actor to be, feel that wanted. Yeah. Um, but I just knew I would kick myself if I didn't go to New York. Yeah. Um, and because I was in New York during that time is how I booked Bring It On. Like yeah. I would have, I would have, that would have never happened. And the, the, the lore that I know was like, you were singing at a concert or mm-hmm. something and you met somebody and that led to a thing and a yeah. thing and a thing. Broadway Dreams Foundation, which I work with a bunch now. Yeah. Um, they were, they're having their New York showcase, the very first one. And, uh, Bernie Telsey was there, uh, in the audience. I was singing Somebody to Love by Queen with Paul Kanan. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Hysterical. Um, and... Yeah, they they were there and they're like, she needs to come in for this new musical that we're yeah. we have a reading for coming up. That is, so and I went cool. in and they asked for a pop rock song, and I sang the beginning of Skid Row from Little Shop of Horrors. Okay, not not a pop rock, song. not a pop rock song at all. And I'm ashamed to say that I was in my third year of musical theater school. Like, what was I thinking? Yeah, but yeah, but. Yes, yes, but and also like if Rachel Hoffman's still listening, she we need to get she she said to my wife the other night that she wants to be the fact checker of our podcast, which I love. Okay. So like because sometimes we say stuff like I interviewed John Riddle uh-huh. and then she saw Alex in an event and was like, actually, like John's audition story, like he's forgetting all this other stuff that happened from oh. our perspective and whatever, you know, because I was asking him about his his experience auditioning for the show. And oh, so you have to do an episode with her where uh, she just like yeah, riddles go, off. Exactly. Riddles, riddles riddle, yep. riddle song. <laughs> um, <laughs> she, uh, you know, just goes through all of this. Um, 
the and, actual and, facts. The, the actual facts of the thing. Because I think that like, it, yes, it is important to sing a pop rock song when they ask for it, but you were probably singing the shit out of Skid Row. Oh, yeah. For some reason, you found that song. You were like, this song sounds great. Yeah, I think and it was you're just... like, I want to show the, my, off my best self. And it just yeah. so happens that that sounds like a doo-wop song. Yeah. You know? And I, my song was a little... Um, it's definitely very soulful and bring yeah. it on. Yeah. But I don't, it's nice that you're giving me the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> like I truly think that it was in my like book. Yes. So I was like, oh, yeah. this, I'll do this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and we hadn't yeah. gotten to the pop rock portion of uh, <laughs> your theater of my, training. Yeah, your musical theater training, training right? Um, I don't think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, but I went in and. So that, that room and just so like everybody, when you went in and you got down to the end for that. Yeah. Like now we live in a world where, you know, Andy Blankenbuehler and Lin-Manuel Miranda and Tom Kitt and these names are so crazy regarded. And they were then, yeah. but now they're, now they're, they're really rock stars yeah. and like, you know, you know, movie stars and people that, I mean, do you remember anything specifically like one single singular moment from that audition process? Did you ever get like all freaked out that, you, you know like what? I was, I and, was quite, um, dumb. Mm. Yeah, blissfully like, unaware, blissfully kind of unaware, yeah, right. <laughs> not really uh, knowing exactly all of their credentials, which was probably for the best. Totally. Otherwise, I would have freaked out a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I did from the time I think I like auditioned. Let's say it was on a Wednesday, sang Skid Row, um, and <laughs> uh, then I had my final callback that Friday. I lost my voice <gasps> on Thursday, oh, which on. had never happened to me before. Whoa. And they, Amanda Green had asked me to sing um, Chain of Fools, mm-hmm. Aretha Franklin. Um, and I I was texting with Rachel and was just like, I not, like it's not going to happen. Like, it's not going to happen. And she was like, don't worry about it. Just come in. They, they already love you. It's just, you know, producers are coming in at this point, I believe. Um, it was a formality. And uh, so I, wow. I came in instead with they just wanted something a little bit more soulful. And, um, I came in with, uh, killing me softly. Cause Lauren Hill's got those dulcet tones. I was totally just like, right. <laughs> like just yeah, so totally. deep. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but, <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. But oh my God. I, I, I think S- sing to your strengths. Uh, yeah. I think moment. at this point they, they knew it, they, they saw what they needed to see. Um, thank Thank God. God. Yeah. Um, well that's real. That's a real thing. Like I remember, uh, when I went in for Cinderella, my, like the, the, there was a final, final callback and there was the callback right before. And the one right before went great. They were laughing. They were having a great time. I, you know, I remember leaving that room being like, that went great. Yeah. The last one I was like that, I didn't get it. That was trash. And then yeah. sometimes you never know what yeah. they see. You never know. Like, yeah. you know, I, I got cast off my fourth audition, not my fifth audition for sure. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But that, and but that was the last, I only had those two. Um, mm. And then, cause that was for the reading and then the rest, I just, it's I history. stayed along. Well, I, actually I did have in between the reading and the workshop, Andy just needed to make sure that I could move <laughs> oh, wow. and I had to dance by myself with what? Andy Blankenbuehler. Yeah. yeah. And that made me want to die. Oh my God. That made me want to die. That's, um, that's amazing. I hate yeah. <laughs> dance calls. Yep. I hate <laughs> anything involving me having to remember choreography oh my God. in a quick amount of time. Yeah. And thankfully he saw that oh I could somewhat gosh. move and 
And, and so it was just that you. Was fine. It's funny. This is now the second uh, private dance call story on this podcast that we've heard. Max oh. Clayton talks about a private dance call that he had with Andy before oh, bandstand. Gosh, but he's a dancer. I know, but he's a dancer. It's a completely different yes. situation. But I, I wonder, like, first of all, I know Andy, Andy's a great dude. He's yeah. an awesome guy. So like, I'm sure he tried to make you feel as, as oh, comfortable totally. as possible, but it was literally totally, just like so you, scary. you, him and an assistant, like in a room me, at me, Pearl him or something. and Rachel Hoffman oh, standing in the back. God. Luckily I had her to be like, it's fine. You're going to be fine. <laughs> oh like calm down girl. It's going to be okay. Oh, and wow. I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I'm like, what you couldn't just see was, was she did uh, an actual like pop and lock ingrained like she still knows all the audiography and she's doing it on her couch right now. Uh, just truly the most terrifying thing ever that's only that i had to dance by myself with kelly divine too wow for margaritaville Margaritaville. yeah um because i was going into cover lisa howard so that was all fine and good but she was like let me just make sure because i'm i was in the ensemble and this is nothing against kelly comes up with great movement but it is movement for I feel my, my assessment of her movement has always been like, it's movement for people. It's movement. It's, it's a, it's a colloquial movement. It's come from away. It's, it's a very like, you know, this is how people who are walking down the street, but in a heightened environment would move. Andy Blankenbuehler is like, I mean, you should have, the listeners can't see the pop and lock and that you just, I mean, like he is, he's fossy with, with a bit of LA hip hop. It's crazy. So that's a very, that to me feels like a very different dance call. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I just, I just don't want to do any dance calls. Yes. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How me neither. about that? Me neither. I don't want to do any more dancing. Yeah. Um. So that, but that tour, I remember it because I was in college at the time too. That, um, the tour of Bring It On and the way that that went about kind of set a bit of a not a standard, but people it toured and then it came to New York. Yeah, it was kind of the and first that was like of its time. First of its time to do that. So it hit a bunch of major cities. Then it came to New York. Um, and, and played for a while. I mean, and that was your first big job, your first kind of like job out of college. Um, what do you, what do you remember about, you know, 21, 22 year old Ryan running around the country? My gosh. Well, I, I actually didn't, I left college to do it. So I was 19 when the first reading happened. I went to college, uh, I started at 17. So I was young for my, um, you know, for my year, but, um, yeah, I was 19 when I did that first reading. So then 20. 20 and 21 on the road, just and a the lot best. of 21, 21, oh, baby, all, yeah, of us all just, 20s. Yeah. Yeah. We had 32 Broadway debuts. Gosh. So just children yeah. gallivanting <laughs> just, around the country. Just running around. Yes. Yeah, so we had like a two month em- sit down in LA and then we had a month in San Francisco. Oh and then like God. we just had all like Dallas, Houston, wow. Chicago. Um, just crazy. And also, well, the world premiere that we did before the tour was in Atlanta, which is where I'm from. Right. So oh it just God. like, did it you couldn't have, have been. 18,000 people. I have someone the, I knew yeah. at the show every night. <laughs> right. I think my mom went, there, I think it was a five week run. I'm pretty sure she went like three and a half weeks out of the five weeks. Um, I had knew somebody there every single day. Um, but yeah, that we went on that tour and just had the time of our lives mm. and huh. grew up together. And then we had, we didn't find out until Toronto, which was our last stop that we were going to Broadway. Um, right. And that was a five week sit down. And Mike Isaacson, who I loved so dearly, one of my most favorite producers ever, yeah. um, came to Toronto like halfway into the five weeks and was like, guess what? You guys are going to Broadway. We had a week off from tour and wow. then we started rehearsal for Broadway. That's so and cool. And I turned 22 uh, a week into the Broadway run. That was wild. So crazy. 
Yeah. That's and, really wild. Yeah. But we just, it, to this day, just lifelong friends. And yeah. the cool part about it too, is that half the cast was national champion cheerleaders. So they've right. all kind of dispersed now back in their, their hometowns where they came from. Right. right. Um, but, um, yeah, it was such a good group. And that was really cool. And that's another question. I mean, you probably heard these stories, but how they found the cheerleaders. I, I wonder. They I went mean, everywhere. Just, just they, like conf- cheer conferences. and Yeah, Andy and uh, Stephanie Clemens, who's his right-hand woman, um, went everywhere around yeah. the country just scouting and finding out who was the best of the best and right. going to the top colleges for cheer Jeez. and... Um, it's crazy. That's they so, did. They found the best cheerleaders that so, were willing to do what they do eight times a week when normally they just like prepare for a competition. Right. That do is it two once. and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They prepare, 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 do yeah. it once. And then, you know, that's why. Did you watch Cheer on Netflix? Oh, sure did. My friend Dalston is the choreographer. He was in Bring It On With Me. Oh, come on now. Yeah, he's in Cheer. Um, he choreographs for Navarro. Wow. But yes, I love Cheer. I love Jerry. I want to be <laughs> on the Navarro squad. Um God, I want to go to Daytona. It's still like, just like part of your, part of your bones. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's. Yeah. I'm so glad that that documentary came out though. Yeah. It's like really, I feel like. Yeah. Proves how, what true athletes, cheerleaders are. Cause totally. they definitely, I don't think get enough of a, of the accolades when it comes to. Yeah. Like it's truly an athleticism that rivals. Yeah. An every, Olympic sport. Totally. It's completely insane. Yeah. Um, I just love that. Um, so I'm trying to think, I got a couple other, I've, I've taken up a lot of your time already. <laughs> and, and I, and I just, it's I, so hard to talk about myself. Well, Joe. Please I, wrap this up. You know, okay, great. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know like the thing of the things that I know about you and the, the year that we've spent together and, you know, in our time at the St. James, um, there's a couple of things that stick out. One is like a couple of people, I just want to throw out a couple names. And sometimes I do this on the show where like we talk about people and just like mm-hmm. your response to like a name that I throw out. Right. Okay. And like your initial response. Cool. Okay. So let's start number one with Alex Fink. Oh, Alex Fink, <laughs> your wife. <laughs> we like her. We love her. Um, voice of an angel. Voice of an angel. Like Did you guys true... work together the first time on the, la- on a lab of the Britney show? Yeah. It was a true, yeah. true, glorious. And in yeah. that show, she was Ariel. So the whole first act, she didn't <laughs> right, speak. Right, and, now, right. and then all of a sudden she opens up her mouth for this glorious song. Right. And I was like, my mouth is agape right now. That's the mo- movement I did. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. What an angel. She's, she's an angel. Yeah. What about, um, what about Ali Love? Uh, my girl. That is the reason I... Did Margaritaville. Like that was, you yeah. know, I always say Do that. Do you guys meet doing Margaritaville? Yeah. We talk about Allie a lot on this show. There's oh, a couple of names that like, well, because she did Waitress with Dan, my partner. Oh, okay. And then uh, I just did an episode of New Amsterdam with her. So like yes, there, there's like, there's a this. couple of like, there's the, the crossing she's over. All, it's she's just, in everyone's and world. Alex and Alex and Allie were in Les Mis together. So it's like, she's just one of those names that just pops up. She's the up. Kevin Bacon of theater. She is the Kevin Bacon of theater. Yes. Yes, truly. she is. Yeah, so um, you guys met doing doing Margaritaville. Yeah, and I truly believe that was the reason I was placed in that show. Um, I just love that. Just I was supposed to meet her. That is my soulmate. Yeah. D- do you find in that way? Um, I have like two more names, but I do find like to get through all this nonsense, right? To like stay happy, stay present. Do you find that it's that it's people 
that like keep you happy or like what yes. are what are sort of like Ryan Redmond's keys to like mental success and happiness, um, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I am a people person. I've always have been. I need yeah. like if I ever get into a place where I feel any sort of down, like I have to be surrounded by people, whereas yeah. I feel like some people like to completely seclude themselves, yeah. um, which is a different way of dealing with whatever you need to deal with. But yeah, I just would like to be they, surrounded would by... Would you say they conceal and conceal, they don't, don't feel? feel and, yeah, and but I feel and don't conceal. And, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I'm sorry, that's bad. I, it it's is, bad. I it never is. said this podcast was any good. Right. I just said that I just... Like, or that yeah, the jokes were, the you know, I don't know. It's yeah. just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, just... the people, yeah. The people and laughing a lot and that not Margarita taking yourself Ville, too seriously. The Margaritaville crew seemed like a really good Ugh, group of people. Salt of the earth. Yeah. We still have our group text. Yeah. R- keep going strong. Yeah. And it's hysterical. Totally. It's just the things people say. It was a really funny show. It was a yeah, really Allie funny was show. literally just yesterday sending rehearsal photos that <laughs> oh, she was going through. <laughs> to the crew. <laughs> to the group. Well, I walked, I just remember coming over here one time recently and she was just on the couch like watching tv with matthew oh, yeah. in your apartment yes like, well they don't have cable so. <laughs> so so this is the go-to house but she pretty much is a she constant. can't watch herself on new amsterdam now <laughs> right. because she doesn't have cable she has to come to your house yes she comes here to watch it that's great yeah um but it's good she likes the to have the moral support i think because yeah as i've never i mean i did three lines on younger but uh-huh. even so i was like it's uh, wincing and i was like look yeah, away it was, must be so hard to watch yourself on tv yeah yeah um, yeah the, you know well i yeah but you're I like i love to watch myself on no, tv no i can't i i can't stand it i really can't stand it because you just you, you can't just help you every a, imperfection totally in your performance and you're, like, and you're talking that. right so you see all the imperfections and you're talking yeah and in the way that your stupid face moves. Right. And then you see all the imperfections that like you see in the mirror and you're like, and you're like, oh, my stupid like, nose and my stupid my hair and my ear. stupid chin right. thing. You know, it's like whatever. Yeah. So it's just, it's just horrible. Just all around terrible. All around terrible. Um, well, this bodes so, well for my pilot audition tomorrow. Oh, gra- well, <laughs> just, yeah, I just helped Noah with lines. Do you want me to help you with lines before you leave? I haven't from- even learned them yet. <laughs> Great. So, <laughs> so last week. Well, say the name of the pilot in case perfect. I book it. Exactly. I'm obsessed with that. Um, okay. <laughs> Okay, so I'll stop. I'll stop bugging you, and I'll leave you alone. Um, but I, I the other the other two little stock questions that we always kind of do at the end are uh, the first ones. What would you tell your fifteen year old self? Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything looking back on like because and actually it doesn't even have to be fifteen year old because you started working so young that like mm-hmm. you know you left college at nineteen. It could be what would you tell nineteen year old Ryan? Like, is there anything? Um, what would I tell nineteen year old Ryan? I think just keep being weird like i think yeah, it's stay was a, weird yeah stay weird just like go big or go home i mean i feel like i've always done that but i yeah. think in that time i sort of was afraid to go full weird but now it's yeah. like well what do you have to lose yeah um go full and, weird and just don't take yourself seriously you can't i like that you just really can't yeah. Because a lot of people in this business take themselves so seriously. Yeah. It seems and it exhausting. makes me sad for them. Doesn't it seem exhausting? Yeah. Like that's like I've worked with those people and it just seems like that's so tiring. Yeah. To take yourself that seriously. Yeah. I, I, that was, would be what I would tell myself, but yeah. I think I've, 
I think I've tried to maintain that. Yeah. And then, um, then my other, like, this is kind of my silly question, but I call it the unreachable star question. Mm-hmm. Like what is way down in the horizon that you're looking at now? Like, what are you, you know, we talk about, you know, you got to Broadway, mm-hmm. you know, you've got all these, you've had all these shows and all the success so far. So what's kind of the thing that you're like down the line, way ski. out, way out in the distance. Um, I think next step is just like getting to be my stupid self on television and like yeah. doing a, a sitcom and yeah. figuring out what that's like. But yeah. then it's like that. And also, Oh, what's happening outside? Uh, no, well, it's just New uh, York. Just, just NYC. Um, also I think getting to, um, to play a role that doesn't involve my weight. Uh, Olaf is, yeah. is one of those, but those yeah. are kind of few and far between yeah. and just sort of like changing the dialogue about body positivity in the theater Yeah, and like allowing curvy people to fall in love on stage and be like ingenues and, I love that. um, you know, not have a discussion about it and, or like make a joke about it on stage. Yeah. That, that's my hope really for down the line. That. I really love that. Do you feel like, like looking back on Margaritaville because Lisa Howard played that role? And I mean, did you feel like that was a step forward or like, how did you feel about Um, I, I, I appreciate, um, that roles are created for people of varying sizes. Um, and I, I always, I do love that if a character has a journey, an arc that results in some sort of awakening or some sort of, you know, their surroundings being awoken to X, Y, Z about, um, how they feel. But I just think it would, I think it will be nice to see more, um, writers just kind of throwing that stock. Embracing it. Yeah. Um, idea yeah yes that stock idea that like weight needs to be addressed Mm -hmm. in order to make it like it's a it's a thing you know right right it needs to be addressed same way that we need more diversity um yeah racial diversity yeah people need to see themselves yeah they need to see themselves represented and yeah see themselves just fall in love and just just tell stories just like anything else and have it be a thing and that's the great thing about frozen so many little girls come to the stage door and are just like yeah. They had they had no idea that that would would even be a possibility that they didn't have to be a princess in a Disney show. Totally. Um. So that's been really cool. That's really cool. I really like that. What do you? What? Well, I got one more question because okay. I just am wondering because you've had, you know, also like we just talked before we got started on all this of like you have like there's a million things happening that I'm very excited that we can't talk about. That is always one of those bummers. You're like, Oh, I can't talk about this thing. So like when it all comes out, like I'm so excited for all of these things that you just told me about that I can't put on the airwaves, but what else are you like? And maybe it was something over the holidays or while you're on this, this forced medical um, sabbatical, (laughs) like things you're excited about. Is there anything that you're like art wise life, like music, art, theater, TV, um, film, things, stuff that you're like really excited about. Oh gosh. I, I'm excited about so many things. Yeah. Um, it sounds like cheer was one of them. <laughs> yeah. Cheer is number one on the list. Yeah. Like I want to go back to college to be on that squad. Um, okay. yeah, just like, like you said, we've talked, we talked about, I'm 
about to start a new workshop of a show that I can't talk about, but it's it's kind of exactly what you were just talking yeah. about with playing roles where yeah. weight doesn't, you know, yeah, doesn't it's matter. exciting. Yeah. Um, a role that I've, uh, eyed from afar, um, because it's been in development in another country. I'm going to give it away if I say. Um, no, I think you're good. If you stop now, <laughs> yeah, I think you're not going to give it away. But yeah, I've, it's a role that I, I'm dying to play. It's every actor's dream. I get to be funny. I get to be dramatic. I get to be, um, I get to dive into an emotional part of me that I don't usually get to do in playing the sidekick and the clown. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah, so that's Ryan Redman to the front. That's very exciting. exciting. That's very exciting. Yeah. Oh my God. I love you. I love you more. This has been a really fun year. Yeah. And um, we'll always have Frozen. We will. <laughs> and I'll be there on the 16th. Yes. Clapping. Yeah. We'll have some fun. We'll yeah. have some fun. It's your best. Thank you for talking to me. You're welcome. And I'll be doing whatever snow does in summer. She doesn't know that she'll melt. A drink oh. in my hand. Oh. My snow oh. up against the burning sand. Probably getting gorgeously tanned in summer. I'll finally see a summer breeze blow away a winter storm. And find out what happens to solid water when it gets warm. While my buddies all bring me Just imagine how much cooler I'll be In summer The hot and the cold are both so intense Put them together, it just makes sense Winter's a good time to stay in and cuddle But put me in summer and I'll be a happy snowman when life gets rough, I like to hold on to my dream of relaxing in the summer sun, just letting off steam. Oh, the sky will be blue, and you guys will be there too. When I finally do what frozen things do in summer. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.